0: Welcome back to the Amazon Blueprint Podcast. Imagine this. You're sitting at home, chilling on the couch, sipping your favorite coffee. Your phone keeps buzzing with notifications. Each one of those notifications is a sale on Amazon. That's the power of Amazon FBA, and you haven't even left your couch yet. My Amazon journey started back in 2018, and what started as an experiment turned into a life-changing business. I went from zero to $94,000 a month in sales in only 12 months. But here's the thing, it's not about what I've achieved. I've been lucky to have helped hundreds, if not thousands of people unlock their potential on Amazon. From making an extra couple hundred bucks a month to like millions a year, the results speak for themselves. And now I'm here to show you step-by-step how it can be done, no steps skipped, no secrets, nothing. Whether you want a little bit of extra cash or life-changing income, I'm here to show you exactly how to do it. And I want you to pay attention because I have some serious gold nuggets and hacks in every single section and you don't wanna miss any of it. All right, let's get started. Amazon FBA or Amazon FBM? What's the difference? FBA stands for fulfilled by Amazon, which means Amazon is doing the fulfillment to customers. I'm gonna explain that in a second. Amazon FBM means fulfilled by merchant, meaning you fulfill it to the customer. So FBA means that you're gonna take all of your inventory, all of your products, ship them in bulk to Amazon. They are then going to get checked into Amazon's warehouses where Amazon will then strategically move them around the country and all of these different warehouses where they know people are gonna make sales. So for example, I'm selling an electrolyte supplement I send it to Amazon it knows that you know Florida for example or Los Angeles they buy more electrolytes they're gonna move them around put them in all of their thousands of fulfillment centers and then from there every single sale that is made Amazon gets that notification a worker in the warehouse scans your product puts it in a bag or a box ships it to the customer you don't have to deal with anything versus FBM fulfilled by merchant that doesn't happen what happens is you make a sale on Amazon you get the notification you have to actually print the shipping label put it in a box or a bubble mailer or whatever, and then ship it to the customer yourself. So FBA versus FBM, obviously FBA is incredibly way more attractive. You don't have to deal with anything besides making sales. And that was why it was so attractive to me because I was sitting on my computer working a nine to five job. I didn't have time to be packaging shipments, putting them in a box or a bubble or mailer, sending them out to customers. It was just too much work for me. I was working nine to five. I just didn't want to spend all the extra time doing that. And FBA, basically, I would send one shipment out to Amazon once per month, probably once every two months and they would handle all of the dirty work for me. Now, here's another reason why FBA is better. FBA gets you the Prime Badge. The Prime Badge is incredibly attractive for anyone shopping on Amazon. So if you are a shopper and you're trying to buy something on Amazon, you want next day shipping, two-day shipping. FBA gets you that. It gets you the Prime Badge. FBM does not. There are programs like Seller Fulfilled Prime that do exist where you can be FBM and have Prime, but they're incredibly rare, very impossible to get into. So I wouldn't even think about those. For now, my advice is stick to FBA, make your products, ship them to Amazon, it's gonna be way easier. All right, now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about the different business models on Amazon. Number one, reselling or arbitrage. Reselling or arbitrage basically means you're going to find a product that's being sold on Amazon somewhere in a different store that's cheaper Take it, list it on Amazon. You might have heard about retail arbitrage. Basically, let's say you go to the dollar store and you find these cheap products for a dollar to $5 and they're selling on Amazon for $15 and $20. You buy them for $5, you go ship them out to Amazon, list as a second seller on that listing, and then someone's gonna buy your product and you're gonna make 2 or $3 in profit. That's one business model that's kind of like garage sales, right? Where you go, go and buy like cheap stuff and then try and flip them on Amazon. It's essentially the same thing. Next is wholesale. This is where you don't own the product, but you are buying the product at wholesale pricing. So for example, take Gatorade. What Gatorade does is they sell all of their products to a massive distributor. That distributor then takes those products and sells them to other wholesalers at wholesale pricing. So let's say that the product, that 12 pack is worth $15. He'll sell it at $5 and he'll get it at, let's say like $2. So he'll sell it at $5 to someone like me, I'll buy it and then go and list it on Amazon and try and resell it there. So it's essentially not my product, I'm just it at a cheaper price and instead of trying to find it in stores i'm going straight to someone who's Wholesaling it or distributing it to me at a lower price. So with wholesale you're competing on the product detail page So you go into the listing and you're gonna see the buy box button and under that buy box button You're gonna see a bunch of other sellers say other sellers and they're selling at different price points Those are all wholesalers. They're reselling the product trying to compete on price Now the problem with that is you have to win the buy box if you don't have the buy box You're not gonna sell the product. How do you win the buy box? You probably have to have the lowest price So it becomes almost like a price war and when you're competing with a lot of other sellers It essentially becomes a eras- to the bottom and no one really makes that much money. However, there are smarter ways of doing wholesale. So basically finding a big brand that is just not on Amazon. And then you say, hey, can you sell to me at wholesale pricing? Take those products, list them on Amazon. People are already looking for those products. They just haven't been on Amazon and you get all of those sales. Next, private label. This is the most common business model on Amazon. It's the model that I have, which basically means that you go and find your own manufacturer. You create your own products. They're your own brand. You own everything. You own all the intellectual property. It's basically like you're creating your own brand and then you're selling it on amazon this is by far the best way and this is what i'm going to talk mainly about in this video private label is the way to go you own the product you own the intellectual property you're manufacturing it yourself you're controlling the whole process you're listing on amazon you control your listings no one else can sell on that listing there's just so many benefits to doing private label and finally there's amazon handmade i'm not going to get too much into this but this is basically where you can create custom handmade stuff and list it up on amazon it's a nice little program kind of like etsy All right, next, let's talk about product selection. How do you choose a product? For me, there's four very important things that you need to keep in mind. Number one, high demand. There needs to be a good amount of search volume coming in for keywords related to your product. So let's say I decide to list an electrolyte powder. There needs to be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people every single month looking for an electrolyte powder. If the search volume is low or if there's no demand, that's going to be a problem. My number one tool to do this is Helium 10. I'm going to link it in the description so you guys can get access to it pretty easily. But what you can do is you can go in into Helium 10 into the magnet tool, type in a keyword, click search and it's going to tell you the keyword and all related keywords and what the search volume is. Now for me, if the main keyword in a category is 30,000 searches or more, that's pretty high demand. I like that. If it's 10 to 15 or anywhere in that range, that's like medium demand, anything five or lower that's pretty low demand under 1000 is there's no demand. It's just too little of demand and I would not go into that. Now, some people might say, Oh, why don't I do the 5,000? You know, it's niche, it's easier whatever. For me, higher demand is way, way, way easier for you to get a piece of the pie versus low demand. Because if someone that is a little bit better than you comes into a market that's 5,000 searches a month, the pie is not that big and they could eat up all of your share. And one more thing that I think you guys should pay attention to is the trending of that search volume. So look at the historic data. Again, you can find this in Helium 10 specifically for Amazon, but also I suggest you look at Google like Keyword Planner and Trends and see what the search volume trend is for those keywords. If it's going down, like for example, fidget spinners, let's say it's going down like crazy you don't want to invest in a product like that and i'm not talking about like seasonality like christmas stuff or halloween stuff whatever giftable stuff i'm talking about something that is a trend that is dying next competition For me, I don't look at low competition, I just look at poor competition. So if I can come in and disrupt the market, if I can go in there and I see all of my competitors, for example, electrolyte powder, all my competitors had sugar. I came in, no sugar. All my competitors had like 200 milligrams of sodium. I came in 750 milligrams of sodium and sodium really helps performance. So I understood my market and I went in and I disrupted the market by having a product that's better than everyone else. I want to make sure that when I enter a market on Amazon, I have a superior product and not something that can easily be replicated. So stay away from like premium packaging and all of that bullshit. I want you to focus on, okay, there is a problem with this product. It can be better. I'm gonna find a way to make it significantly better. So for example, like something that I'm struggling with right now, my gallon jugs keep breaking. It's plastic and every two months I have to replace it cause it keeps breaking. But then I went with a metal one and it was way too heavy and so I had to return it. And so what if I could come with a gallon jug that was made of some sort of like carbon fiber it's very strong it never breaks but it's also super light that is disrupting the market because you're solving a problem something that doesn't break something that lasts forever and it's not heavy next profitability. Your product needs to have a good amount of profit per unit before advertising for you to succeed. Now, I'm not talking just about profit margins. Profit margin is a percent. But if your product is $15 and you have a 35% profit margin, that's still only $5. Then you have to advertise. Then you're left with what? $1 or $2 to make profit per unit? It's not attractive to me. So what I would say is you want at least 10 to $15 in profit per unit if you're anywhere between the 20 to $50 range if you want to be successful on Amazon. Now, I was just having conversations conversation with a client like two weeks ago and they sell bed sheets and we ended up completely stopping one whole line of their products because when I took the sale price minus the Amazon fees minus the cost of goods sold we were left with six dollars in profit and then after advertising we were left with one to two dollars in profit and we needed the conversion rate to be 30-35% which was incredibly high for us to be even profitable so I told them guys I don't think this is worth it. And so we went and we started doing more and more research, trying to find products that they could manufacture, but also had a good amount of profit per unit because that's incredibly important. So when you're doing this, here's what you can do. You can go into Amazon profit calculator. You can, you know, Google, you can find it in two seconds, go to the seller central website, Amazon profit calculator, and then go to Amazon, type in the closest competitor you can find. So let's say I'm selling a protein powder, like way optimum nutrition, same size and everything. It's the same tub. I'm going to go and type in their name. I'm going to click on the product, scroll down until I find the ASIN. I'm going to copy that ASIN, go into the profit calculator, put the ASIN in the profit calculator. It's going to tell me all of the numbers, the Amazon fees and all of this stuff, the shipping fees, everything for that product. On the right column, I'm going to put my sale price. And then at the bottom, I'm going to put an estimated cost of goods sold. I would start with 35% of the sale price as the cost of goods sold, but it's better if you get some rough quotes from suppliers so you can have an actual number. And then you'll see sale price minus the real Amazon fees based on the product dimensions and your sale price minus the cost of goods sold based on a quote from your supplier. And then at the bottom, you're going to see the dollar amount in profit per unit before advertising. That number really needs to be over $10. So you can have $3 to $5 to spend acquiring customers through PPC to be left with a decent amount of profit at the end of the day. And one more thing I look for, legal and compliance issues. Now, this is actually not something that deters me from entering a market, but I really have to be calculated. Do I want to enter this market that has a lot of legal issues and compliance issues? Number one, the benefit is... It is a moat, so if I'm getting into that market, a lot of other sellers don't want to because it's difficult, because there's legal and compliance. Or do I not want to get into all of those headaches? Maybe I'm trying to get my feet wet into this market like I did with MMA Nutrition. So let me just choose something that's simple, like men's accessories, for example, a credit card holder, super easy, no compliance, don't need to worry about anything, I can globally expand, super, super easy unlike supplements. Unfortunately, I launched supplements, but I couldn't expand to Canada or overseas without a lot of compliance and a lot of hard work because the label needs to be perfect. Again, the stuff that people are consuming and ingesting, so it does make sense. And one final thing I want to mention when you're doing product research understanding your market and your positioning. This is crucial. If you're selling a baby product, you want to go and talk to as many moms as possible. You wanna go talk to them, say, hey, how do you like this product? What's your problem with this product? What do you like, what do you not like? You really need to be in touch with your market, understand at a deep level, what they love and what they hate. So when you do create a new product, this product is superior to everything else on the market. It solves a problem better than everyone else and you can easily convey that in all of your images and your text and all that stuff. And people really understand right off the bat why this is a better product. So many times people come to me asking me for advice. What do you think about my product? I ask them, why should I buy your product versus everyone else, especially versus the competitor that has 10,000 reviews. And if they don't have a very strong answer with conviction, I'm probably not gonna buy that product and that's what you have to ask yourself why is my product better than everyone else and speaking of positioning for success have you ever wondered how your amazon strategy right now stacks up against the competition maybe you're just starting out or you've been on amazon for a while and you feel like you could be doing a lot better this is your chance to find out for a limited time we are doing a full free amazon fba audit and strategy this is not your run-of-the-mill audit where we tell you everything that's broken this is a deep audit where we go into every piece of your business your account your listings your back-end search terms your ppc We comb through everything, we identify every area of opportunity, and we create a plan specialized for you on how you can hit your goals on Amazon. All you need to do is fill out the form on the website, and then from there, my team will reach out and you're going to get a full audit and strategy that could transform your business on Amazon. Don't miss out on this opportunity, guys. It is incredible. And before I forget, guys, I created an insane database called the Amazon Growth Toolbox. This is a database of every single tool, guide, resource, Excel macro, everything we've ever created for the business and for all of our clients in the last five years bundled up into one nice little database on notion easy for you to download take advantage of five plus years of experience on amazon hundreds of millions of dollars generated tens of thousands spent on those resources and macros all in one place for free for a limited time the link is in the description just click sign up get it all right guys back to the amazon fba journey now that you have figured out which product you want to sell the next most crucial step is finding a supplier there's many ways to find a supplier and i'm going to go into the different ways that you can find one number one Alibaba.com, this is super common. Take the keyword for your product, let's say it's an electrolyte powder, type in electrolyte powder in the search on Alibaba, you're gonna find a bunch of suppliers. Make sure that they're verified, make sure they have a lot of good reviews. You're going to have to hit up a lot of different suppliers and get different quotes and all that kind of stuff, and I'll talk to you about how to negotiate with suppliers in a second. Number two, trade shows. Trade shows is an amazing way to find suppliers, and I'm not talking about just flying all the way to China for the Canton Fair, but there's a lot of trade shows in the US that you can attend where there's suppliers that are looking for people like you, where you can approach them and get quotes and samples for your new product build relationships, all of that good stuff. And number three, Using a sourcing agency like Linton or the Sourcing Squad, basically what a sourcing agent does is they do all of the dirty work of finding a supplier and negotiating and all the terms and all of that stuff for you. So you come to them, you say, hey, this is a product. I want this product. Go find me suppliers. Pay them something like $1,500 or $2,000, whatever it may be. And they go do all of the dirty work. Talk to a lot of different suppliers, get you samples. The one that you like, they start negotiating with the supplier until you have the best deal possible. That's their job. Now if you're going to do this yourself, here's a few tips on how to negotiate with suppliers. Number one, get an email domain that represents your business. I hate seeing people email me from an at Gmail or at Hotmail or at Yahoo. I'm like, you are clearly not a business. You don't care enough to pay $8 a month for a domain. Come on, you can't be serious about doing business. So go get yourself a domain on GoDaddy, G Suite. I prefer G Suite. It's super simple. You can find a domain, $8, $9 a month, something like super ridiculously cheap. If you guys don't want to invest $8 or $9, I don't think Amazon FBA is for you. Also, don't talk about prices right off the bat. As soon as a supplier hears you talking about pricing like the first thing, they're gonna know that you're a smaller brand or you're just starting out because no one experience is gonna talk about pricing first. They're always gonna talk about relationship terms, manufacturing, how good are you, inspections, quality, all of that stuff. Then talk about pricing because all of these other things are more important. But when you're a smaller seller, the number one thing you're worried about more than anything else is price. And obviously that doesn't really matter. In reality and in business, quality, operations, relationship, all of that trumps price. What's a $1 difference in price if the quality is bad, right? So at the end of the day, if you talk about price right off the bat, they're going to know that you're a smaller seller. Also, make them feel like you're looking for a partner. So when you start the conversation, make sure they understand that you want a long term partner. How can you guys work together well in a long term way? You want to show them that vision. You don't want to seem like someone that's going to come in, do one order and leave. Now, here's a major hack and a gold nugget for pricing. Ask them what a container load of that product would cost. Now, let's say one container load, how much can that handle? Let's say 30,000 units. All right, cool. Give me a quote on one container load, 30,000 units. How much is that gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be $2.50. Cool, okay, but listen, I can't order a container load right off the bat. I don't know you, I don't know who you are, I don't know our relationship yet. So what's a thousand units going to be? Oh, it's going to be $7. Oh, now you know that there's a big difference. You say, well, you quoted me 250 for 30,000. What if we did 350 for the first thousand? Obviously long-term, I do want to buy 30,000 from you. And my projections are every single month, I'm going to sell a thousand, then 1500, 2000, 3000. By the end of this year, I would have sold 18,000 units. And by next year, 30,000 units. So we will get to that 30,000 units. But for now, I need to trust you. I need to trust the quality of your product and how well we do business together. So first I need, a good price on those first thousand units. And that's how you would negotiate with that supplier. And super, super, super important, guys, terms over everything. Terms basically means payment terms. How much money down do you have to put when you create the order? What's the lead time, all of that stuff? When are you paying? Is it zero, net 30, net 60? I'll explain that in a second. But terms will make and break your cash flow and your cash flow cycle. Your cash flow cycle is basically from the time you put money down to buy a product all the way until it gets to Amazon and it's sold and you get that money back, How many months is that? If that's six months, that's like not that good. If that's one month or one week, that's incredible. If it's zero, it's perfect, right? That's the best. Negative is even better if you're getting money from your customers before having to pay your manufacturer. That's called a negative cash flow cycle and that's what you wanna shoot for. But for the purposes of this video and Amazon FBA, we want to get the best terms possible with our manufacturer. Terms are basically how much money are you gonna put down when you order the product? Let's say you make the order, you have to put 20% down, and then when do you have to pay the balance? Do you have to pay 80% when they ship it out? have to pay 80% when it hits Amazon, you want to negotiate something like zero or 20% down when you make the order. And then when the order ships out to Amazon, something like another 20%. And then when the order hits Amazon, maybe another 20% and then 40% net 30, 30 days after it arrives at Amazon, that's all going to make your money go longer and longer. And you can get more money back after your product sell that you can reinvest into inventory before you have to pay for that inventory. All right, next, let's talk about quality control. This is absolutely crucial. Quality control is something that should never be over looked let me tell you about two times I messed up with quality control my first 100 units on Amazon I actually ordered my own bags and sent them to the manufacturer he got the bags he filled the powder in the bags this was like you know packets of electrolytes and then shipped it to Amazon I did not test how strong the bags were and when they got to Amazon when they started shipping it to customers they kept breaking and breaking and breaking into shipments literally you could drop the bag with the powder in it from six inches and the bag would explode all the powder would get everywhere and 60 out of the 100 broke in transportation now the second time that I messed up really big my manufacturer switched one of my ingredients he just switched the source not even the ingredient just the source of the ingredient he was sourcing it from one company sources from another company and what happened was insane my product started tasting like fish. I'm not even kidding, guys. I got emails where people would mix in the product, drink it, leave it for five minutes, drink it again, and it tasted like fish water. I could not believe it. I tried it myself, and it was actually true. So, long story short, never skimp on quality control. It's number one. You want an inspection company to come in after manufacturing is done, to go in and randomly inspect all these different products and to see if there's any defective ones. Defective products, number one, will get you a lot of refunds, which is bad for your account health, and number two, will get you a lot of negative reviews, which which you want to avoid at all costs. I suggest you create your own inspection plan to start. So you're gonna go get your product and you're gonna write down, here's everything I want you to test. Drop it, break it, try to open it, do this, do that, all of these different things. Write it down so the inspection company knows where to start. Also, a good inspection company will come to you with suggestions. We suggest that you test this, 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 and this. I highly recommend you guys use a company like Mauvely. They are incredible. I've used them in the past and they do very, very thorough work. They're a little bit more expensive than the average, but it's 100% worth it. All right, next, let's talk about logistics. How do you get your product from the manufacturer to Amazon? I have a full masterclass here with tactical logistics. On logistics and freight forwarding. So make sure to watch that video. But let me tell you briefly how everything works. So your manufacturer gets done with the product. Product needs to go on a truck from the manufacturer to the port of wherever the country is. Let's say it's China. If it's in America, you don't need that. You can just truck it over to Amazon. But let's say you're in China, you need a truck from the manufacturer to the port. Then on the port, you need to load it onto the boat. Then the boat needs to go from the port of China, for example, to the port of USA, Long Beach port, most likely. Then from there, you need to deload. Load it get it across customs once it's out of customs you need a truck to pick it up and then take it to amazon's warehouse that's the entire process in a nutshell and unless you want to book every single one of those yourselves i highly recommend you work with a freight forwarder someone like tactical logistics and in the video you guys are going to watch you will understand how much of an expert Ephraim is and tactical logistics are but basically you just want to hire a logistics company that will handle all of that stuff for you also someone who has warehouses in case you need to store them at a warehouse before sending them to amazon for any reason and things you want to look out for in a Straightforward are number one, great customer service. You feel like you have a connection with the person and you're able to get in touch with them at any time to track your shipments. And number two, visibility. Trust me, guys, when you have thousands of dollars of products being transported from China to the US and you have no idea where the products are, it will give you anxiety trust me on this you just want to have a lot of good visibility now let's talk about three common terms when it comes to logistics and manufacturing that you need to understand number one x works basically means your supplier will only manufacture the products and then leave them at the warehouse it is your responsibility to pick it up from the warehouse The second one is FOB or Freight On Board. What that means is the manufacturer will manufacture your products and take them in a truck all the way until the boat. They are responsible for dropping it off on the boat. And then from the boat onwards, all depends on you. And now the final one is DDP, which basically means door-to-door shipment. What that means is the manufacturer or supplier will handle shipping the products all the way until the Amazon warehouse. This is obviously the easiest, but again, you're giving up so much control and sometimes it's a little bit more expensive. And one crucial thing I wanna touch on guys when it comes to business, especially your suppliers and your freight forwarders is building relationships. Here's a few tips on how to build better relationships with either your supplier or your freight forwarder, or just in general, any business that is serving you and you need them as a long-term partner. Number one, make them feel like you're in it for the long haul. Manufacturers love to know that you are a brand that's gonna come and work with them for years and years and years. They don't want to feel like they're just gonna get used and then you're gonna forget about them. So, building relationships is key by showing that you're gonna be a long term partner. Number two, show your growth potential. You want them to know that you have a potential to grow and that you're gonna be a long term partner and they're gonna get more and more and more orders from you. This is a critical sales tactic in selling them the idea that you are gonna be a long term partner. Share with them your plans for new launches. So, for example, you know. Know that you're going to launch one product and then there's a bunch of other products that would work very very well as variations or new products on that line share all of that with them give them the vision the future vision of how your brand is going to be a multi-million eight-figure brand And this is a nice touch, but call them and send them gifts on the holidays. There's three or four holidays. You can do this every year. It's super simple, guys. Pick up the phone. Hey, I was thinking about you. Happy holidays. Send them a small gift. They don't care what the gift is, but the fact that you're sending them a gift means so much to them. All right, let's get into the good stuff. Launching a product on Amazon. What do you need to do that? Number one, you need an optimized listing. What does an optimized listing mean? An optimized listing means when people find you in the search results, they see your main image, your price, your reviews, your star rating. They are attracted to you and then they come into your listing they look at the rest of the images the title the bullet points videos on the listing a plus content and they are convinced that your product is the best product out there for them so how do we do that let's talk about the basics that get you a better click-through rate. Main image, price, reviews, star rating. Main image, you want an attractive main image, one that fills up the screen, looks very, very, very beautiful, has eye candy, sells your product, there's big words, there's big text on the screen that says, this is a better product. For example, an electrolyte powder, zero carbs, zero sugar, zero calories, has amino acids, hundred servings all of these different things that you can see maybe the fruits or whatever different elements on the listing that make the listing look attractive number two pricing you want to make sure that your pricing matches the range so if the range is $19 to $35 you don't want to be $34 off the bat you probably want to be in the $19 range especially when you launch you want a very attractive price I like to be at the bottom or slightly undercutting but I like to stay at the bottom because I feel like when you undercut a little bit people are like why is this product that low and it doesn't have reviews Mm, I don't know if I trust it reviews I'm going to talk about reviews later, but reviews is crucial. You want to make sure that you have a lot of reviews. That is what is going to convince people to come into the listing. When's the last time that you bought something that had your reviews? Go look at your orders right now on Amazon and tell me what's the average number of reviews per product that you ordered. That's how important reviews are. All right. Now, once people are into the listing, what are the other important factors? The rest of the images, the rest of the images should sell your product in every single image more and more without them ever needing to read anything else on the listing. So without reading the title, without reading the bullets, without reading anything else. Can your images convince them that this is the best product? You swipe and it says, this is the best product, it's better than everyone else. It has all of the benefits of the other product. It has none of the negative stuff of all the other products. Scroll, scroll, scroll. One easy way to do that, guys, is go into ChatGPT, use the Helium 10 Chrome extension, download the reviews of all of your competitors, have the positive reviews in one pile, the negative in another. Feed ChatGPT the positive and the negative, and then ask ChatGPT to give you a summary of all of the pros and cons of the other competitors, and then use that in your marketing, in your images and do not skimp on creative please don't be cheap don't go to fiverr find a cheap designer have cheap graphics it's going to hurt you so much i'm promising you this is from my own experience something i wish i did back in the day was i had much better graphics right from day 1 you can go to no limit creatives they're literally 500 bucks a month and you can get 30 images for that price you just have to tell them what the images are and if you don't have even good product photography you can go to suna.co s o o n a.co you can send them the product they'll do a full photo shoot and you can buy the images for 40 40- dollars per image super cheap guys there are ways for you to look like a multi-million dollar brand without spending that much money trust me you just have to look hard enough next videos you want to have some videos on the listing the easiest way to do this is reach out to creators online online content creators tiktok youtube whatever and ask them maybe pay them a 100 bucks for them to create a video for you it does not have to be crazy you can take that video go to a video editor put some text on the screen make it look amazing you don't need to spend that much money on it but it will make a difference in conversion next your title and bullet points need to be seo optimized. I highly recommend you use Helium 10 or Data for this, but it's very important to have SEO optimized title and bullet points, and they should be readable. So for the bullet points, you want to have the big first sentence in all caps so it's easy to see, and then the rest makes sense but has a lot of keywords that rank for SEO. You also want to get brand registry. It's very important for you to start with brand registry and not delay it and get it later. A trademark is only $600, $650 with a lawyer. Let me know in the comments if you want me to link my lawyer. But anyways, it's like 650 bucks. You apply for a trademark. And then from there, it opens you up to a lot of different things like A plus content. Now, speaking of A-plus content, you wanna have a brand story on there. It's a very easy and simple graphic that talks about your brand and your mission and your vision and your values, and you wanna share that with the world. It's gonna help conversions. And then under that, you have your A-plus content. I like to keep it super graphic heavy, big blocks of graphics, big text on it, not a lot of reading, right? It just has to be easy to read, easy to visualize, and very, very quickly says, okay, this product is selling me. I'm looking at the images, I'm sold. I wanna buy this product. And then we get to reviews. Reviews are incredibly important on Amazon. I already told you to look at your phone and find if you ever ordered anything that didn't have good reviews. And you guys know that you would never buy anything that has low reviews, no reviews, or no rating, or a bad rating, or anything like that. So you wanna focus on getting reviews. There are two cool strategies that I'm gonna share with you right now. Number one, a variation strategy. What you can do is you can launch a smaller variation and use that variation first to get a bunch of reviews. And then from there, you can launch your main variation. And that one will be launched with, let's say, 100, 150 reviews, five stars right off the bat. That will help in the ranking and help in the scaling of your product way faster than if you just didn't have any reviews. The second strategy I want to cover is the multi-variation vine strategy. This is a secret hack strategy where you talk to your supplier and you say, listen, I need 10 different variations. Very, very, very small variations, maybe a color variation. Maybe just change the color of the box. It doesn't even have to be that bad. And send me 50 units of each one, 10 different variations that's 500 units you're going to send them all to amazon you're going to have 10 different variations all enrolled in vine each of them are eligible for 15 reviews from vine that's 150 reviews in the first 30 to 60 days like this, guys. And just to be transparent, the way that I get reviews is I go into Instagram and I identify people that would be interested in my product. And I cold DM them, 50 people a day, asking if they would be willing to give me feedback on my product in exchange for the product for free. I give them the product away for free. I reimburse them, they buy it on Amazon. I later on ask how they liked the product. And if they liked it, I say, what's one thing that you liked about this product? And they say, I liked X, Y, and Z. I'm like, would you mind sharing that exactly on Amazon? And they go and they share it on Amazon. as a review now that you have an optimized listing you're almost ready to launch with PPC but before that we need to do keyword research now here is a video that Adam on my team did for keyword research exactly how to do keyword research but I will summarize it in this video very very quickly you're gonna go to amazon.com you're gonna type in your main keyword the search results will show up you're gonna go into the helium 10 Chrome extension open up x-ray you're gonna sort by revenue and choose the top 10 competitors that have the highest amount of revenue that are the most relevant to you then you're gonna run it in Cerebro Cerebro is a tool that does reverse ASIN lookup, which means it finds all of the keywords your competitors are ranking for. Once the results load, there's going to be something like 24,000 keywords, right? It's 10 competitors, a lot of different keywords. Not all of them are that relevant. So we want to add some advanced filters. Number one, minimum search volume, 500 searches a month. Anything under that doesn't really matter. Number two, the maximum rank, the maximum organic rank needs to be 60. Anything after 60, maybe it's not that important of a keyword. Number three, minimum ranking competitors, nine out of 10 or eight out of 10. What that means is show me the intersection of all of those competitors, which keywords they're all ranking for. And that will end up with somewhere between 30 to 60 keywords that are super, super, super hyper relevant. Those are the keywords that you're going to launch PPC with. Those are also the keywords that you want to have in your SEO and your title, bullet points, backend search terms. All right, launching PPC. I have a full masterclass here, guys. You can watch this. I can't get into too much. This video is already so long. But with PPC, you wanna start with launching auto campaigns. Auto, close match, and substitutes. Close match means keywords that are closely related to your product. And substitutes means competitors to your product, like substitutes. Someone could buy this other product instead of yours. You wanna start with those separate campaigns. You wanna have your main keywords, your top five main keywords from that keyword research one keyword per campaign, one in broad, one in phrase, one in exact. Then your other keywords, like the other 40, let's say for example, five keywords per campaign. Again, broad, phrase, and exact, different match types. You wanna do a branded campaign, so a campaign that protects your brand name, Again, three, broad phrase and exact to protect your brand name. And I know that you might think no one's looking for you with your brand name, but it'd rather be you than someone else, maybe someone that has 10,000, 100,000 reviews, then you wanna do some competitor targeting. I would do main competitors just to establish some relevancy. And I would also do low-hanging fruit, like newest arrivals, type in your main keyword on the top right in the search on Amazon, change from sort by featured to, to sort by newest arrivals. And you should see those newest arrivals, products that have bad reviews, no reviews, they look ugly, all low hanging fruit one other campaign i would launch is refined category campaigns so create a category campaign and then refine it to be three stars or less and more expensive products than you this will result in targeting competitors that have bad reviews and are more expensive than you so again easy target campaign structure, one campaign, one ad group. Again, no more than five keywords, one keywords for the main campaigns, hundred dollar budgets minimum. Please don't start with anything less than a hundred. It will hurt you. And then keep the bids low. So whatever the suggested bid is, start a little bit lower and you can work your way up. But if you start high, you might blow a lot of money real quick. And now that you have your strategy for PPC, you want to launch very aggressively. In the honeymoon phase, which is basically the first 30 to 45 days of you being on Amazon, Amazon is learning about your product. And if it sees that your product sells a lot of units, Amazon is likely to rank you higher organically, which is gonna result in a lot more free sales. And you want free sales you don't want to pay for every single sale so make sure that you go aggressive you want the highest number of unit sales even if you're not going to be profitable you're never going to be profitable initially but as your conversion rate goes up the difference between your spend and sales increases so let's say you're spending a hundred dollars a day making a hundred in sales if your conversion rate doubles now you're making 200 in sales if it triples 300 in sales for the same amount of dollars now you're making more profit so you want to scale your ad spend linearly Every single day as you go into the honeymoon phase, right? More and more spend more and more, make more and more sales, get a higher and higher sales velocity, unit velocity, right? And then as your conversion rate improves by having you know more reviews, better images, etc. etc. things like that. That's when you're gonna start seeing a big gap between your spend and sales, and that's when you're gonna be profitable. And again, guys, this is gonna happen months and months in. Don't expect it to happen right off the bat. And again, I want to stress, guys, the importance of reviews. Reviews are critical. You want the strategy from day one before you launch on Amazon of getting reviews reviews every single day for the rest of your life. Also, make sure that you're constantly differentiating in the market. Make sure that your product is always the best solution. If a new competitor comes out with something that's better than you, you better be prepared to come out with something that's better than them because you're not gonna last that long if someone else is better than you. And from there, guys, it's all about marketing and scaling. Marketing and scaling consists of three main pillars more traffic, better conversions, and expansion. So when I talk about more traffic, that means more people coming into your listing. So that's through PPC, DSP, whatever you have to do, but it's basically getting more eyeballs. Now with PPC, what that means is you're gonna go into the search term report. That's where all of your auto broadened and phrase campaigns registered all of the search terms that people found you with and converted. And you can take those keywords that you converted profitably on, launch them in their own campaigns. Things that are doing well, you can increase the bids, increase the budgets. Things that are not performing well, you can lower the bids or add as negatives. Again, all of this is in my PPC Masterclass. Make sure to watch that. It's very in-depth. PPC is a beast on its own. And with the second core pillar of conversion and improving conversion, it's everything that I mentioned, right? Having a better main image. Testing your price. Make sure that it's better. Keep getting more reviews. Try different coupons and discounts. Constantly update your images so that they're better than everyone else. Always add new videos. Do an SEO optimization every three to six months. Update your brand story. Make it look more attractive. Maybe get a better designer. Go from A plus to premium A plus and constantly update your premium A plus. Get UGC videos on your listing. That's also going to help. And also get images and videos in the reviews. All of that is going to help conversion rate. And the final pillar is expansion. You want to constantly improve your product. Every year, honestly, should be coming up with a new version, a better version of your product, something that is even better in the market. right? Just because you launched and you're happy you're making sales, don't settle. You always want to keep getting better and better because your competition is coming after you and they want to get better. And listen, Chinese competitors, they're going to see your product. They want to one-up you immediately and they have the manufacturing to support that. Also, launching more variations. That's an easy way to add to your catalog and get a lot more sales for not a lot more work. right? It's variations. It's very simple. It's the same concept, just different options for different people. Let's say, you have a thousand people coming into your listing, only 20% of them are converting. Maybe now 30% of them are converting because they have more options. Also launching new products, products related to your products, stuff that you can upsell would be amazing, like frequently bought together, things like that. However, I do caution you, focus on one product at a time, launch one product. I know some people say, oh, launch five products. And then out of the five, one will be amazing. Two will be average. Three will be about whatever. I do not believe in that, I think it's total bullshit. Focus on one product, put your entire obsession all into that one product. Grow it, scale it, learn, make all the mistakes, whatever, and then move on to the next product. Don't try and launch multiple products at a time. Every single time I've seen it happen, it fails. Also, think about global expansion. How can you take your product that's already doing well in America, take it to Canada, UK, EU, all these different places. It's an easy way to make more money because you can take the same listing and all the reviews and everything like that. It's an easy way to make more money with the same product without doing that much more work and guys please have good accounting keep track of your profits Profits should be your North star. That's what you should always be tracking. Profits is what matter, not revenue. At the end of the day, your goal is to scale this business so you can make more money that you can keep and you can live off of. All right guys, good job for making it this far. Let's recap, FBA versus FBM. You wanna opt in for FBA, it's better and it's gonna get you the prime badge, which is what you want. In terms of Amazon business models, private label is the way to go. This way you control your product and you have a better product than everyone else. When looking for a product, you want a high demand category, something with a lot of searches. You wanna make sure that you can be better than everyone else and better on all the competition. You want to make sure that there's high profit per unit and there's no legal complications or a lot of compliance if that's what you want to do. Next, find a supplier that you're going to manufacture the product with and make sure to build a long-term relationship. Find an inspector to inspect your products and then find a logistics company or a freight forwarder to handle the logistics and take from the manufacturer all the way to Amazon. Optimize your listing, get a bunch of reviews, launch with PPC, be aggressive in the honeymoon phase, and constantly improve your listing because that's going to make a huge difference in the long run. And also, don't forget about opportunities for, expansion like new products, variations, and global expansion. And remember guys, we have a full free audit and strategy for you available. It's super easy. Just opt in, fill the form in the site. The team will reach out to you. You'll have a full strategy and a consultation call completely for free. This is super valuable, especially for people starting out or if you've already been selling on Amazon for years and you want to take your sales to the next level.